Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm Alonzo, and I have a lot of feelings about Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> and, and this, this is, is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Guys, I think that might have been our best one yet. You know why? Is because we're dealing with a pro. Um, That's why. Alonzo, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you for having me. Now, one thing, you do a lot of amazing things, but the way that I like to introduce you when I do, which I do all the time to my friends, true. I'm like, <laughs> this guy literally wrote the book on Christmas movies. Is that accurate? Can you Can you expound on that? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I wrote Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. It's a, a guide to holiday movies. And back when I wrote it, uh, I was, you know, I don't know if it's that Hallmark hadn't quite taken off yet or I was just had not yet been given the full Kool-Aid. But I, I barely talk about made for TV movies in that book. But in the subsequent years, uh, actually, as my husband Dave likes to say, I, I, I went through all the good Christmas movies already. And so now to feed my Jones, all I have <laughs> left are these Hallmark films. <laughs> uh, t- uh, two questions to follow up one where did your in, infinity for all things and christmas you, when you say infinity, infinity you mean affinity. Affinity. no 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 infinity just a, like, an, a like non-stop yeah okay because uh, he's it's so an like, infinite affinity yeah, right. got it. where did that uh for for all things christmas movies come from and secondly how did you kind of uh dive into the hallmark world and how long have you been in there Okay, well, let's see. Question one. Uh, always loved Christmas. You know, seventh, the youngest of seven kids, big family, did Christmas up big my entire childhood. So I've always loved it. And I've always loved movies. So it was sort of inevitable that my chocolate and my peanut butter would meet. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, uh, it's, it's something I've, I've, I've always loved Christmas movies. And, and then writing a book was just an excuse to really go hog wild and, you know, watch 10 versions of A Christmas Carol in right. June. So, right. you know, I, you guys get it. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as far as uh, as far as a Hallmark, uh, it's all my friend. Uh, it's all the far- fault of my friend William Bibiani, uh, who co-hosts a podcast called Cancel Too Soon. He was in a car accident a couple of years ago. His knee got banged up. He was stuck on the sofa. And he just got went down this wormhole of Hallmark movies and was telling me about them. And it just got hilarious the way he would describe how every movie was about how the business of business business was getting <laughs> in. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, before I knew it, I was watching them too. And and now I, I I can I can barely defend the my my act of doing so, but I do it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I can tell you this: one of the first surreal moments of us doing this podcast. Alonzo does a lot of things. He's a mo- uh, film critic for the rap. Com. He also has several podcasts himself. One is called Who Shot Ya, uh, which he is a consistent collaborator on. If you're a film aficionado, you have to listen to this podcast. He also, Brandon, you don't know this, has thrown us some shout-outs in his podcast. Occasionally he will redo, oh, wow. redo the plot of a movie, and I heard him say, and it went a little something like this. Oh, nice. Uh, and he's done some things like because that. Because we're the only ones who ever do That's that. That's right. <laughs> but but I will say this. One of the first like surreal moments for me was early on in this thing, like in the summer months, like he liked or retweeted us and I was like dude like a legitimate top reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes film critic you know author like is listening to our podcast and it was super surreal so thanks for the love thanks for being behind us I remember that day Dan you fanboyed a little bit I did I I texted you because I'm a huge movie guy and I was like this guy's like a great film critic And, and I just was I'm just excited you're on the show 
Well, I look, it's, I'm, it's a, it is legitimately a thrill to be here. I, I look back on my early podcast when I started Linoleum Knife eight years ago, and, you know, it was a little raw. We were still working on our voice and working on the, the tech and all that stuff, but you guys have just been nailing it from the get-go. Uh, you know, the fact that you got, like, Chris Palaha on on episode 1.5 or whatever, you know, <laughs> you got it. You just making it happen, and, uh, you know, the, the show is hilarious. I, Dan, I do have a note from you, oh boy. for you, for my, my husband, Dave. He says, despise hard Okay. Being, you're being too nice. No well, one uh, no one has said that. <laughs> really well, hates these movies. And I made him watch this one with me. So, you know. Wow. Well, Dave, I appreciate it. And I can tell you for sure this is as cleaned up as it gets for me. But we have got, especially this week, we had people saying I needed to be a little more joyful and talk a little less and be a little nicer. So I'm getting conflicting reports here. Uh, I don't really know what to do. Hey, be yourself. You hey, thanks. Damn. Hey, that's what I'm shut talking your about. But yeah. Shut your yapper. <laughs> that's right. Be yourself and shut, shut your, your yapper. yapper. Yeah, I got um, it. Alonzo, before we dive into to something really quick, uh, just really quick, what is the best Christmas movie of all time? Oh. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, you know, kind of, you know, there's a question of like, what mood are you in and who's the audience and all that stuff. I just want to get in the Christmas spirit. My fallback answer is and will always be It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it is. He gets it. Bingo. He gets it. It is a wonderful life. Can I tell you guys something? The Polar Express is is not a good movie. Shut up, first (laughs) of all. (laughs) Second of all, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I started it last night. I'm 10 minutes in. No. You I, just don't even don't even like come to me with your Christmas cred. And anymore. it's not that it's not that I've never I wanted to see I've wanted to see it. It's just never happened. I've always caught it like on the back end, and I'm like I don't know what's going on. This is the year, guys. Yeah, in the I, midst of the 37 other ones, it's past due. Watch <laughs> the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. As long as you haven't seen the the Marlo Thomas version in its place. No, oh, no, 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 no. Good, Mm-mm. good okay. gosh, that no. was terrible. No, no, no. I don't even know what that is, but I'm in. Uh, really quick, before we dive in, we got to talk about a, a couple of things. One, uh, and we'll talk about this more later, but we do have a live show coming up for those of you that are in Greenville, South Carolina. That's right. Our, we <laughs> Local wanted our, peeps. We, it was important for us to have our first live show where we live, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're doing that. It's actually going to be on December 21st, uh, and there's a lot more information to come, but we just wanted to tease it and let you know that tickets, I believe, are going to be available on December 3rd, and just look out on our social and on this podcast for more information about that. But that was important. We're really excited. We have apparently a team of people. Can you believe it? That mm. called us. Like we don't have money for a team of people, guys. We're you know nonprofit, have fun kind of people. But uh, we have a team of people that called us and was like, we want to put on a live show for you guys in the Upstate. And we were like, okay, let's do it. And so it's going to be the first live show. We're going to do a Q and A. There's going to be a lot of fun times had by all. And more information will come out. Make sure you follow us on the if socials. If we were planning we'll it, we'd have more info, but we're not. That's so right. We don't. We, well, hot cocoa, Dan. I have heard a rumor, and I can't confirm this, but I've heard a legitimate rumor there will be a hot cocoa bar. <laughs> and so, like, it's it really going to be a Christmas blowout. I think they're going to use this, like, farm kind of setting and make oh. it look like a Hallmark movie, and there's going to be, like, a hot cocoa bar with, like, you know, Reese cups and caramel and marshmallows, like, and there's going to be Santa. Like, Are you going to wear a Christmas hat, Dan? Uh, I will do no such thing. Okay. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> we can still have fun. I will. Uh, <laughs> and maybe uh, a big man in red might be there as well. Oh, Who boy. can tell? Who can uh, tell? And secondly, you guys have been he- hearing us for about a week now talk about the American Leprosy Mission. So many of you have been giving to that, which is really great. We just had Giving Tuesday, uh, and I know a lot of people took uh, took them and said we're giving to that on Tuesday. So thanks so much. Uh, but uh, Dan, real quick, tell people how they can give to the American Leprosy Mission and why they should use it. Uh, the American Leprosy Mission has been just an unbelievable partner for us uh, in our 
podcast. And to be able to talk about them each and every episode has been a thrill and, and a privilege. And the bottom line is this, is you can be a part of a miracle cure right now. Uh, people are diagnosed with leprosy each and every day in developing nations around the world. And for $30 a month, you can cure a kid a month. Uh, $30 cures a kid of leprosy. Uh, it is that simple. A cure is available, and all it needs is the resources to get to its desired location. And so whether you want to give to sponsor a kid or to sponsor 50 kids or to give goats or to give shoes or to give whatever you want to give, you can do that and partner with us and the American Leprosy Mission in providing a miracle cure for children and adults around the world who are in desperate need of that. And to do that, all you have to do is go to deckthehallmark.com slash miracle, deckthehallmark.com slash miracle, and you can donate. And like Brandon said, we've been blown away by the fact that people have heard us and they have donated. So please continue to do so because it is a, a call and a, a ministry that is near and dear to our heart. And the fact that you support us and support them means the world to us. And so thank you so much. I just found out that UGG is creating like shoes now. And so if it's, if it's between buying Ugg shoes and this, you should give to... The Uggs American. have been a thing for a long time. No, I know Ugg boots, but okay. now they're like shoes, like tennis shoes. Who would wear Ugg shoes? I don't know. And if you wear Ugg shoes in 2019, you're right. going to die. But you're going... Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Our next partner is for the Ugg shoes uh, mission. Um, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, this entire week has been leading up to this episode. Yes, it has. Mm. Uh, and full disclosure, Alonzo Duralde got first choice on which movie he wanted to review. We asked him a while back, and he chose unequivocally. He said, a shoe, shoe addict's Christmas. Addict's Christmas. That's that exactly right. Boy. Now, uh, a lot of people were hoping that Candace would be here today. She's not. So you can send your you can send your angry emails and letters to uh, ccb <laughs> at ccb dot com. ccb. That's I right. I I doubt that's her email address or her website. Uh, Somebody well, who has ccb as an email address is going to be pretty upset. Corey Connor Br- Ball. Bonnie, you want to uh, get started with this? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shoe Addicts Christmas, and I just want to make this. There's a lot in this movie, and I purposely didn't write everything that I could have written because it got a little bit repetitive in the way in which she did the things and the stuff. So just know there's a lot more to it, and we'll get to it. But for the purpose of the the synopsis, is a little bit uh, shorter. Uh, Shoe Addicts Christmas originally aired on November 25th, 2018, and it went a little something like this: The movie kicks off with Noel almost putting a cross necklace on, but deciding a Against it. I wonder what that could mean for the plot <laughs> of this movie. It took all of two minutes to establish that she is quite the shoe addict and it's Christmas. And she's excited to buy a new pair of shoes for a firefighter gala that she's helping to plan. Apparently, she used to be a photographer, but now she works as an HR rep for a department store and plans galas for firefighters. Speaking of firefighters, she meets one named Jake, who's moving into her apartment complex. He left all of his boxes out in the middle of the hallway, causing her to fall down, and he's like, okay, I love you, see you soon. After doing, um, uh, she was down in the store basement for all of two minutes. She comes back up, everyone's gone. And she's like, oh no, what's happening? She's locked in because of the snowstorm. Everybody left, she didn't know. And so uh, at first, it's like uh, when Kevin first realizes that he's home alone and he's like running around and he's super excited, that's what it's like when she first realizes it. But then she hears a co- some commotion and she finds a lady. Turns out it's Noel's guardian angel who is here to help her with her troubles. She hands her a pair of shoes and when she 
she puts him on, she is transported to Christmas past. She takes her back a few years ago when she agreed to work at the store instead of trying to become a photographer full time. And she gets the opportunity to change her path. She finds out that she could have been a really successful photographer. <laughs> and right as her would-be husband is about to walk into the house, she finds herself back in the department store and the firefighters are busting through the door to break her out. Jake is there and Noelle tells her that there is a lady in the department store, but when they go to find her, she's not there. She then discovers that Jake is going to be the person that she's going to be working with in order to help plan the gala. Um, when she gets to her apartment later that night, the lady is inside her guardian angel. She tells her to, to just live it up and all of the things that you're going to be doing, live it up, take some chances. So the next day, Noelle and Jake are working to plan the gala when an angel shows up with a horse and carriage and offers them a ride. And so she does because she's living it up. When she gets home, she gets some boots that she uh, found waiting for her and so she tries them on and she is transported back to the past when her dad came to visit her at work and she didn't really want to hang out with him or help him. Her angel says that uh, if you would have offered to help, maybe your relationship with your dad would be better. So in her next time travel, she hangs out with her dad and they get to the bottom of why they don't talk anymore. Um, she begins to hang out with Jake more, and the party becomes less elegant and more fun when her uh, boss catches wind of the fun that is going to be had at the Scala. She says that Jake cannot be a part of the planning anymore, but Noelle avoids telling him that little bit of information. Her, uh, her angel tells her that the reason that she is helping Noelle is because uh, Noelle is a very special case. She has gone, gone so far off course that she needs help to get back on track. She clearly was supposed to be a photographer, but she kept ignoring the signs that God was putting in her place, like an amazing new lens that she found in a box. Uh, apparently, ignoring the signals made her miss out on the man that she was supposed to marry. Her angel tells her the point of showing her these things is to show her that happiness comes when you take chances and go for things and take God up on the signals. Uh, Jake shows up at the <laughs> oh, store boy. and bumps into her bosses and he finds that he was uh, supposed to be taken off the planning and he's like, what? We're not going to have any fake snow at the gala? He, he leaves. He's very upset. She yells at the angel and she's like, how could you let this happen? What's this sign? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, while at the gala, once it's happening, Noelle tells the bosses that she's quitting her job to become a photographer and they're like, well, you can take pictures for us and she's like, hey, sweet. She uh, she makes up with the angel and she gives her a brand new pair of shoes uh, and tells her that she will know when to use them. Jake shows up, they make up, they dance, but her shoe breaks. That's the time to put them on. That's mm. the time. So she puts them on um, and she uh, is transported and she finds out that Jake was the guy at the door the entire time. That's her future husband. And they dance, they kiss, and the snow falls down. And that, my friend, was Shoe Addicts Christmas. Christmas. And that was the short version. Wow. There's a lot to it. Mm -mm -mm. Guys, we start every episode with, we have four segments. We start every show with the hot take where we share how we felt about this movie. And I will start where I always start off, with my good friend's panda. So... This movie, I had low expectations going into, okay. like bottom of the barrel. I expected this Just movie to be title. horrible. Yeah, Shoe Axe Christmas. I think, like, I looked at it, I was like, this is going to be horrible. Yeah. It's not horrible. Mm. It's actually, I thought, fine. Uh, and it, it's, it's the saving grace to this movie is Charlie the Angel. Gene okay? Smart. Yeah, Gene Smart yeah. is great. Yeah. 
Uh, she is phenomenal in this funny. film. She's funny. She saves this movie. Like she, she is better than this movie deserves. I'll say that. Uh, wow. I, okay. I thought that that was great. Uh, Candace Cameron Bure, Bure, whatever. She's you said like it a, the same both times. No, Bure, 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 Smith, Smith, whatever. <laughs> Here's my thing. She, she's standard, standard bad. Standard bad. Wow. She's okay. not a revelation anymore? You said she was a revelation. I stand by the fact that she reveals something. <laughs> <laughs> Alonzo, what did you think? Whew. Well, uh, pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, like, as, as far as movies that name drop God go, it was better than a Godwin Christmas. So That's right. Fair. Fair yeah. enough. You can tell when Hallmark feels like spending a little money because you get an actual Christmas song you recognize. Yeah. Like, you know, Prejudice and Mistletoe had Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Mm-hmm. This one gives us Johnny Mathis and Brenda Lee. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, a little money was spent. But, uh, yeah, Ms. Cameron Bure, uh, her acting is so much like her presenting. So when she says things in the movie, it's like she's doing the interstitials with the dog. That's right. You know, <laughs> it is. You can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that. Jean is way like out of this movie's league, and they're lucky to have her. And even though they dress her like a Christmas clown, <laughs> uh, is a, a treasure. And like firemen's carry this movie to whatever it's got going for it. And I also have to say, uh, Luke McFarlane is my dude. Like yeah. he mm. is the Hallmark guy who I think is attractive and charming and can can act these things out pretty well. And I find it fascinating that they put like. The super evangelical defends bakers who doesn't want to make wedding cakes for gay couples opposite the one openly gay actor in the Hallmark Channel universe, Luke McFarlane. Wow. wow. I didn't actually know that. No, that's surprising. Uh, which yeah, is – that is fascinating. Sisters on ABC. Wow. <laughs> there you go. But never – at it now, which I'm sure is probably, you know, how Hallmark likes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I am – I'm with Panda here in the fact that I – I was very hesitant going into this movie, and I knew that it had uh, it was it was basement level expectations, but it, it had the highest ceiling for me. I was like, <laughs> this movie could be my favorite of the season. Uh, it wasn't, but <laughs> at the same time, I liked it more than I thought that I would. Um, I thought it was really fun. Uh, I thought the angel was great. Uh, Candace Cameron was fine. She did what she does. Um, I thought their their chemistry was was decent. Uh, I, I liked it. I had fun with it. It was a fun, it was a fun two hours. Um, I liked it. Dan? Uh, it's, this movie's not good at all. Like it's really, (laughs) really bad. Um, I will say this, um, Gene Smart is a national treasure and I'm glad we're all on the same page Mm -hmm. there. And she is better than this movie. You're 100% right. I I guess what it boils down to to me is, is the movie should really be called Christmas Shoes 2 colon selfish. Uh, (laughs) like it, it, like it's just really her whining about, the choices she made, but I think the worst side effect of this movie is it's going to inspire another generation of mediocre photographers. Yeah. And, and <laughs> for that, I'm very upset. I will say that I had one theory, and I kind of wanted to wait the what the hallmark, but I think it needs to be said now. You know, Noel means Christmas, right? Sure. So if, if we're going to play a game where we give this movie way too much credit, I never felt like Noel was really a shoe addict. I felt like she liked That's shoes. That's true. Wait for it. What if... Charlie, is it Charlie the Angel? Charlie the what Angel. If Charlie yeah. is the shoe addict because she loves shoes, and it's a shoe addict's Noel, a shoe addict's Christmas. 
And Charlie is the shoe addict, and her job is to guard Christmas or Noel. How about that? That just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think well, it's possible. Alonzo? It, 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 it's better than my working theory, which is, what if we did a Christmas carol with no stakes whatsoever? Yeah, no, no, no. And I, I, that's accurate. And I will say that my, I really, you know, you know how I feel about old CCB, and the movie didn't really work for me at all. But the thing that was bo- the most bothersome is they never yeah. commit to the bit of... Her being an addict. Uh, yeah, well, not her being an addict. That they didn't commit to, but also the past, present, future bit. Like it, yeah, the, they, the, they only went past. It's, yeah, and it just seemed and kind like, of future. Just for a seemed, second. Like the rules seem very fuzzy and it just was not a full commitment to this is what your life would be like, this is what your life should have been like. Like you can really hit some emotional home runs, and instead it was just done very half-heartedly, and they just tried to make Gene Smart save it. So I was it was one of the tougher watches of the season for me. Yeah, I, but y'all right though, the shoe addicts thing they don't lean into at all. And you know, look, we've had sex in the city, we had the Sarah Jessica Parker character, who really was a shoe addict, and her obsession with fashion told you something about her as a character. But there's nothing about the CCB character that seems in any way interested in fashion or driven by style, and the shoes are garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they made a tree out of them, alarms. Like such great taste in women's clothing, but even I know these are like pay less. Like, <laughs> well, Christmas. I want some Manolo Blahnik. I want some Jimmy Choo. I want some Louboutin, Cardi B, bloody shoes. But no, these are, these are junk. <laughs> but they made a shoe out of them, Alonzo. Like, come a tree. on. Uh, I mean, a tree. A tree out yeah. of the shoes. Yeah. yeah. I, I will we, say. We should give it up for Rick Garman. I don't know if you guys noticed this. The writer of this movie also wrote... Christmas at the Palace, oh, Christmas Ooh. at Pemberley Manor, and he has a story credit on Christmas in Evergreen Letters to Santa. God so bless he, he's knocking out the park He just wakes up season. writing Hallmark movies. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. It, it, she was less a shoe addict and more just someone with a photographic memory, right? It was just like, oh, I remember <laughs> these shoes from three years ago when I wore them one right. time. Like, there was never a love for the shoes. There was a love for the memory of what happened in the shoes. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, to establish the fact that they did not commit to this shoe act or her being a shoe addict, when they come to rescue her while she's still in the the firemen come, she's wearing pink Crocs. Yes, she is. Mm. I mean, that's no. Where'd she get them? I love Crocs. That's a shoe addict's methadone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you set him up. You knocked him out of the park. I will will say that my biggest qualm is the fact that the the stakes were so low. Like yep. a, an HR rep and a photographer, they're not yeah. like no, no, there's no. nothing that it's lateral. Right. It's a lateral <laughs> it's a lateral move. It's well, a lateral we've offended move. our photographers out well, there. Well, photographers again, great. HR reps are necessary. Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with being an HR rep but, for a giant department store. That's a great job. If you wake up one morning, you can't be an HR rep. But if you wake up one morning and tilt your head a little to the left, you can think you're a photographer. And, and they, they made it sound like you can just stumble your way into being an HR rep for a job. I know, and game. that bothered me. It's because she wasn't good at either job. <laughs> but, but, but she does a lot of decorating for yes, an HR rep. Right. Yes, she does. Yeah. And yeah. plain and gala. No, exactly. She, the HR rep one would... We're getting way ahead yeah, of ourselves. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, next segment right. is All the Feels, the part of the show where we talk about what this movie gave us as Christmas feels. And I'll start where I left off with Dan. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the father-daughter the father dynamic, 
um, yeah. was solid. That was the one time in this time travel mess where you showed what, like, she saw something that happened and thought, man, I've really not been a good daughter to my dad who's lost, uh, you know, my mom and, and his his wife. And so her, her asking him to, to, to meet up and to do stuff, like... There were a few good scenes with the dad, and I thought the dad was was fairly solid yeah. as an actor. Yeah. So th- that would be the closest I had to, to feels for this. But again, if film. you're an HR rep, you can't be a good you can't be a good, a good daughter. daughter. No, no, no. <laughs> you're only selfish. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alonzo. Uh, well, yeah, I, I will second Dan on the dad stuff. I have to say the carriage ride I thought was kind of nice. Woof. They they play a sort of like acoustic, you know, minor key jingle bells and, you know, uh, CCB and Luke McFarlane talk about dead parents. And, you know, it was a moment. <laughs> it's the only thing you can talk about really in that situation yeah. with the minor jingle bells. Oh, yeah. I mean, and look, sometimes you walk outside and there's no taxis to be had. They're all gone. <laughs> And it's a, this, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and and no one, nobody has Lyft or Uber because, you know, apps in these movies only exist to either ruin Christmas shopping or, or create uh, convenient romances. <laughs> That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, Panda? Uh, the, the feel for me is the plot twist at the end where you think she's getting ready to – that she's married to Will, which turns out to be the brother. <laughs> you felt you get, she sh- He Shyamalan me. The director of this movie <laughs> Shyamalan me. I sat there. I did not see it coming. Uh, I, 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 I was like, oh, that, that was cool. Now, I, that said, it wasn't like my mind was blown like Dan's – theory on yeah. the name. To catch you up real quick, in the, in the synopsis <laughs> I said that she finds out that she didn't marry the guy that she was supposed to, but it turns out that that guy that walks through the door first is actually just Jake's brother. That's the big thing. So, no, she didn't miss that on her love. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did not. Shyamalan. And this movie has this movie has a double Shyamalan because <laughs> Charlie is the angel and Charlene is the woman whose HR file she can't find. Uh, and you think that the that Charlene is going to be the angel, but she's not. Yeah, I didn't understand that. They double that twist plot. you, and it means nothing at the end. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. why I was confused about what did that file have to do yeah. with anything. It was like, oh, well, it's the it angel the woman in the picture looking at the tree lighting who she needed to track down for reasons unknown. It's like what she has to sign a release now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For this, like six of ten picture. Six <laughs> 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 uh, She can enter the contest at the gala that she organized. That's right. that's yeah. A lot of red tape to enter photos in that gala that she organized. My <laughs> <laughs> um, all the feels is as uh, what's her name? CCB and, and Jake. Oh, Noel. Noel. Thank I you. saw CCB and Jake live. Oh, they were so good. One of the best indie shows we've ever oh, caught. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's, yeah. So uh, it's a CCR cover band. That's right. Analyst yeah, and Jake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like it's a combination. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a ska CCR. Yeah, yeah. Jake uh, the Snake, who's a wrestler, he's the lead for the CCR cover band. This episode's going to be an hour long, and it's going to be my favorite one we've ever done. I'm just telling you right now. By all the feels, is that they're trying, he's trying to get her to be a little bit more fun with the gala so they go and they look at the, the basement wall stuff and they turn on the switch it's all the Christmas stuff I'm sorry it got me it all works but this was my thing I was like why, why are all the things connected to the switch and then they go upstairs and this is the nice thing most of my wait what's were answered by the fact that it's an angel yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's, that's angel. true because angel because, <laughs> because angel like that's that's gonna that's gonna a fuse is gonna burst no nope 
angel. <laughs> I don't know if Fuse's burst. That was probably not the best no, word. I thought you uh, nailed I, it. It felt good. But if I was they doing those Christmas. Gene Smart Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we dive into the white what's, it's time to talk about our other partner that we've partnered with for the rest of the season is Communities and Schools. Uh, we are all former educators or current educators, if you're talking about Dan. Uh, we all love uh, to work with students in the next generation. We're excited for what is to come in this country because of these kids that we're working with. And there's so much more work to be done. There's so much potential. And so, Dan, tell everybody about how they can get involved by helping out the next generation. Um, you know, we just got through with an election season. We don't really talk a lot of politics on the show unless we're doing it in jest. But every candidate everywhere says that education is important and it's at the heart and the centerpiece of what they do because children are our future and all this other stuff to get elected. But there is a group of people, a nonprofit organization that is operating in 26 states in the U.S. as well as Washington, D.C., and they are currently expanding. And they are actually doing the work That's right. to, to keep kids in school, to gra- have them graduate high school and go on to live very successful lives. They're providing resources for kids who need food, money. So we, we had a report of, a, of communities in schools providing mattresses for kids to sleep on who are sleeping on the floor. Uh, communities in schools is the answer to the question, what are we doing to help those kids succeed at school who life has not given the opportunity or, or the, or the, the, you know, the ability to do it on their own. And so communities in schools is a great organization. It does speak to our heart because we are, we are, or we're educators and we care about this, but it should speak to your heart because as someone who lives in this great country or lives anywhere around the world where there's education, you know that maybe everyone didn't get the same opportunity for education that you got. And so communities and schools is the answer to that question. They provide these resources. They come alongside schools to do it. And we are thrilled to be their partner. We would love to see you donate to communities and schools and give money to help their cause. Your money goes directly to helping students. 99% of students that work with communities and schools uh, have success at graduation. 93% of all students that have any contact with communities and schools graduate and your money goes directly towards resources that are helping them on the ground. All you have to do is go to deckthehallmark.com slash joy, deckthehallmark.com slash joy, and you can give the uh, the joy of a gift to communities and schools this year, and it will be a gift that will keep giving uh, year-round for the rest of these children's lives. And so we thank you in advance for joining us in our partnership with communities and schools. I love it. Mm, that was nicely done. That's right. He thank did you. I love it, and you went to McDonald's. Are you hungry, big fella? I am, big fella. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's time for Wait What, the part of the show where we talk about the, the couple of things in this movie that made us go, wait, what? There are quite a few in this movie. No, so it's airtight. <laughs> buckle up, I'm going to start with you, Pando. Hey. Uh, there's a couple scenes that just made me really scratch my head, and by a few, I mean pretty much most of them. Uh, first of all, we've got to talk about one of the more awkward scenes in a Hallmark movie we've seen in a while, which is when Jake tries to help her with her bags going into her apartment. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, mm. it, he just straight tries to mug her to grab her bags. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's probably one of the more, like, she's trying to pull him away. She's like, hey, I'm fine. And he's like, no, no, let me help. She's like, no, I'm fine. And he's, like, grabbing. It's a borderline assault. It looked like, a, it looked like a video you would have to watch in the workplace before starting a new job. <laughs> it's, no, it's the video they show at Publix. Yeah. It's the video they show at Publix. Yeah. Uh, offer to bring the cart out with the groceries. Yeah. But if they say no... 
Just leave That's him alone. Okay. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave him if alone. she had maced him, she would have been completely within her rights. That's yes. right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's as fair a statement as I've ever heard. So well, here's the other thing I want to mention. <laughs> Has you ever heard? Ever heard. It's fair. <laughs> and I like the fairest it. statement. Uh, ever, she could mace him. That's the fairest. <laughs> That's you've never such, heard a fairer statement. It's such an over-the-top <laughs> reaction for something that's just fair. Yeah, the hyperbole for something involving Mace is ridiculous. <laughs> I thought it was a fair statement. Right. She could have maced him. All right, okay. I'll just, I'll stand by As that. you've ever heard. <laughs> As I've ever heard. Uh, I The other one I have to ask is Will. I got to go back to Will, the brother. Sure. Yeah, they keep yeah. going back to this scene where Will is sitting there with a, with a, a Christmas hat on, and he's getting his photo taken just by himself. <laughs> I have to know why, because that is one of the weirder things. Yes. I mean, what, in what world do you need as – he's a doctor. Am I correct on that? Is he not a doctor? He's a doctor, yeah. if I'm correct. So he's here's, a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. So here's my thing. In what world do you need a professional photograph taken where you have a sand hat on by yourself? It, it, it leads to my theory that she actually – or whoever is not a good, it's a mediocre photographer and he's just trying to throw him a bone. <laughs> I don't need this photo. I'm going to act like I do. Let's get this crappy picture and let's move just on. Just because I want to introduce her to my brother. That's right. Exactly. It's a weird scene. Yeah. I'd agree. Alonzo? <laughs> oh, golly. So many to choose from. Uh, first of all, I love the idea that uh, you're going to a hotel to sample the menu for your gala, but first you've got to decorate a bunch of Christmas cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, that's the law. Uh, she has that whole speech about how shoes have meaning because of the things that you remember in association with them. And I'm like, well, you could say the same for pants. Like, that's not a shoe thing. <laughs> a shoe thing. That you remember something that you you think about when you when you put the shoes on, you know. Uh, and then finally, the. Uh, uh, when Jake is putting up the ornaments of the firehouse and she's pulled out the little fire truck that the driver brother gave him, and I'm like, wait, he's putting his personal ornaments up at the firehouse? His apartment. Yeah, that's a sad state of affairs right there. He's a lonely man. Yeah. Taking him to work. <laughs> Love it. Maybe somebody can enjoy my Christmas ornaments. Uh, for me, it's uh, so she says that she's still following her uh, boyfriend on Instagram. And uh, a couple minutes later, she opens up her phone and opens up what I believe is supposed to be Instagram. But it is like I, I still I don't understand. Hallmark, like, just come on, ma- just make it Instagram. Yeah, I, I maybe I just don't understand what it takes to superimpose Instagram onto whatever. It, I don't understand why it can't just be Instagram. I don't understand. I, I think. They had to have room for the giant all caps notification <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> and if they put Instagram up there, they're just out of room. And the you maybe, know. maybe I mean maybe uh, Randy Carter can <laughs> let me know what it takes to make a phone on a movie because well, clearly was, I don't understand. They but also it, bolded all the "We're engaged now" <laughs> like you yeah. can on Instagram. <laughs> you know. Gracious. Do you, Alonzo? Do you know Suck the deal it, with Noelle. the phone? Do, do you understand, like, why why they need to make phones so bad? I, you know, I think these movies are all aimed at uh, people who live in nursing homes and don't understand how technology works, and they don't want to throw them <laughs> by getting too realistic about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it ten years behind. That's what they're doing. Yeah. But don't call it Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah, confused. That's fair. <laughs> My second thing that I wrote down, and I think I actually just found the answer to it. Um, she says uh, that her Christmas tree, uh, 
she's going to go home and decorate her Christmas tree because her Christmas tree came. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I just figured out it's probably an artificial tree. So that's all. Oh, that's I it. was just like, oh, who's getting their Christmas tree delivered? Mm. But Balsam I live, Hill delivers. I live in a real tree house. And that's so right. I only I think in the, yeah. in the... So I'm sorry. I just threw away one and I waste one. I can't think of another one. Dan? You're totally fine, Brand. We'll give you a pass. Thanks, uh, guys. Let's just camp well, back I, out on uh, Human Resources Manager real quick. <laughs> and and I, I think it's important to understand a couple things. First of all, I work in a school. Our Human Resource Manager is amazing. She is awesome. I love her. She is so great, so supportive of our teachers. The number of times I have seen her in the hallway at school is zero times. Zero. <laughs> and yet, the human resource manager in this store is on the floor constantly. <laughs> like She is out looking at all of the displays, making sure everything's in order. I don't know how else to say this. It's just not your job. <laughs> like you, Your job is to manage... Any complaints that any worker has to make sure everyone's do happy HRAs and treated. usually plan galas? They do not. Okay. Which, <laughs> I didn't know that. Which I, I was pretty sure they didn't. Which but. actually leads me to our next point, which is still about the human resource manager. Mrs. Fulton that owns the store, which is Fulton's, I guess, is yes. what we're calling it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Get off your high horse, lady. Look, <laughs> I have no problem with you wanting to plan a very upscale gala. But if you're going to plan an upscale gala, maybe don't hire a fireman and a human resources manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, like e- 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 either hire someone and plan a big uppity deal or have your human resource manager and the fireman break out the snow machine from the attic. Like those are your two options. Okay. You can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. Also a human resource manager would definitely have a code to the alarm to get out of the building. That's neither here nor there. And then my last wait, what is this? And it is very simple. I'm convinced that Hallmark as a company or whoever makes these movies has never actually seen a firehouse or a fireman or knows what firemen do. (laughs) Because just like in Nine Lives of Christmas, where we had all kinds of issues with fireman or fire marshal, or he's wearing his coat everywhere, or he's posing for the calendar on the clock, like... All they know how to do is talk about the hoses. <laughs> like in every scene, anytime they want to remind you that he's a fireman, dude just is like, "Well, we gotta we gotta clean those hoses, <laughs> or we gotta go make sure we wrap the hoses up." Like there are other things to being a fireman other than the hoses. Name them. Go. In um, any other movie, that would be innuendo, but not at all. No, no, and that's and that's the thing is, we know that it's not innuendo. They're just like, "What should we put here?" Ah, well, they gotta have water hoses. <laughs> Go, go you can only say Dalmatians so many times. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they don't want to have any Dalmatians or pay for it or anything like that. And so there's a big red truck in every – like, no, no, hoses. We're going to stick with hoses. <laughs> there was a broken axe this time. Yeah, um, yeah, there was a broken axe. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, somehow. Working hard. <laughs> mm. That's my way what? I threw it in it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's time for the last segment of the show, which is what the homework, where we wonder the we try we try to figure out maybe what happened in the movie or what happened before or after that would help give clarity to some questions that we still have. And I'll start out out you what you I start <laughs> with my good friend Panda. Guys, there's one thing that I think I will have rather seen than a shoe addict's Christmas, and it is I want to know the series of decisions that will have led her to become a hot dog stand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, that, to oh. me, is a far more interesting movie. Can we? Yeah. I want to see that timeline for sure. Oh, absolutely. Most uh, definitely. That's a Hallmark summer movie, I think. I, I, and I'd watch it on <laughs> and repeat here's, but here's because my that question, sounds great. Is, would that, 
if she did all those things and became a hot dog stand. Hey, that owner. movie's called Dog Days of Summer. I'm <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. If do- so, in Dog Days of Summer, though, does the a- is the angel still like what are the what are the other things that could happen to her that would force an angel to come? Is it only HR rep? <laughs> or is it okay? You're a hot dog stand. Like that's also not a photographer. Like I don't yeah. understand. Well, she made it sound like the hot dog stand was, was also good. Well, initially, but then she goes back and she says later on, she goes, "I mean, at least you're not doing the hot dog stand." Which to me, if I'm successful at hot dogs, yeah, I've arrived. There seems to be some subjectivity on the angels' po- like point of view over when to intervene based upon their current chosen profession. Like, yeah, don't any shame me. It's a good profession. <laughs> <laughs> I sell a hot dog just as good as anybody. <laughs> what? But, it's probably better than she is a photographer. No, I mean that's, that <laughs> that's goes without given. saying. Is the thing that she was missing out on in life? Is it the photography? Is it the occupation? Or is it just the boy? I think it's it's the the whole package. I think so. Is, hot dog would mean angel. Yeah, sure. There's angels in the hot dogs. Oh no. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> you it tried. Didn't work. Uh, my my, what the hallmark is? Uh, at one point, she walks into her dad's house and he's watching TV, and she says, "Do you want to get dinner?" And he yells at the TV and he says, "Radigan, get it!" I want to know what he's watching. <laughs> I want to know what he's watching because yeah. it was such an odd reaction. It wasn't sports. Like, was it Jeopardy? I don't understand what what would make him respond the way that he did to that TV. So I just wanted to just pan it, let me see it, and that would really make me happy, and that would give clarity to that scene. I thought it, it made me laugh when he said it, and I was like, what could he possibly be watching to give that guy for reaction? That made me laugh. The Dan? game. The, the big ga- game. Go games. <laughs> uh, Dan? Okay. Uh, so... Mine really has to deal with the spirituality of this movie. Mm. I thought it was such a poor use of all things religion. Um, but I do want to know, I, somewhere along the way, I, I do think that they maybe think God is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's this really weird mix of, like at one point in the movie, she's like, God doesn't want you to be content. Which like very few religions that have a God would say that. Mm -hmm. Most of them would say that God wants you to be content with what you have. And that's neither here nor there. But the the problem is she turns around and she's like, you just have to wait on God to act and just be, have faith and sit tight. And then she turns around and goes, you got to act. You got to, you got to do all the things. And so it seems to contradict itself with a, like, is God going to do this for you? Or am I supposed to act myself? And like, it's just it's just weird to and me. And to that point, she's she's faced with a with a situation where she's her friend says, "Do you want me to call my photographer person?" And she says, "No." How about do you, what about the the HR thing? And she says, "Those are two options." That's right. Like how how are we supposed to know which one is the sign? The, yeah, that's the, right. Like I, it's just like they're so it's so well, like it, it really is like there's an ep- I said I said the timeline earlier there's an episode of Community which is a great TV show called Remedial Chaos Theory and they do this timeline bit mm-hmm. and and like that's what I felt like I was watching in this except they were all the worst timeline. Uh, <laughs> but but I, they throw the word of faith around in like the blandest most yes. meaningless way and it's like where are we going with this? Yes. What are you saying? And so I think but what what drives me nuts is it's pretty clear that like that's a big deal for CC. And so right. I just felt like she had a hand in it, 
but not in a way that was ever like concrete. And it just was like, what were we trying to accomplish? This could have easily been Santa's helper and Santa wants to give you a new life for Christmas. And instead it was this weird God thing. And I just was. I feel like CCB read the first part where the, the cross, she didn't want to wear the cross thing. And she's like, that's going to come back around. And she said yes to the script. And then, <laughs> and then by the time she got there, she's like, ah, I guess oh. I'm this movie needed Kirk Cameron. Can we agree? I mean, a Kirk oh, Cameron sighting. <laughs> Mm. The thing I he, he is in, he is in forever movie jail for ra- for saving Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is we went to we had an interview at a radio station in town and they gave us Saving Christmas autographed by, by Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron and I think it was ooh, a joke. Ooh, ooh. Uh, but but it's hard to say. It's hard to say. That said, it's framed in my house. Watch. Please, I, I beg you. <laughs> no, it was great. Mm. Uh, did you have any more? Uh, nope. That's it. Alonzo, finish this off. Uh, so my what the hallmark is uh, okay. So this is clearly uh, we're we're told that this is Jean Smart's first gig as a guardian angel. Mm. So I want to see what her other ones are like when they are around people who did not have every significant thing in their life happen on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> does she look and, just like a regular also, clown? How, how does she dress theme for that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's raining. No, I, I think in, I think in dog I'm days of expensive. summer, in dog days of summer, she's got a lot of like Hawaiian shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so maybe Margaritaville stuff, Panama Jack stuff. I, I stand by. I would watch that movie on repeat. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a striped shirt and a paper cap, you know, like a vendor to ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Get your new or, life. Or it's like a giant mustard, co- like the big mustard, you know, the plastic uh, container outfit. Yeah. It sounds like we're being over the top. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we are. No, go watch. That's the what movie, she was guys. like. <laughs> no. It was amazing, uh, Alonzo. Thank you so much. Oh my it goodness. was phenomenal. And Y'all, I, big, big fan, long-time listener. <laughs> first time call. I would love for you to spend as much time as you want to plugging the things that you are, are doing with your life. Oh, golly. All right. Well, look, you can follow me at A Duralde, A-D as in David, U-R-A-L-D-E on Twitter, where I pretty much talk about everything. But you can read myself at therap.com, T-H-E-W-R-A-P. Uh, my husband and I host the Linoleum Knife podcast, and we're at patreon.com slash linoleum knife. You can also hear me on a show that Dan likes, which I'm excited to hear, Who Shot Ya on the Maximum Fun I will Network. come on Who Shot Ya anytime you want. <laughs> Good to know. I will. I will tell the folks that that's a deal because you you are uh, you know your your loathing for these movies is uh, effervescent. So, you know. <laughs> but no, I'm a, I'm a fan of all three of you guys. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. And uh, you know, I used to do a show called What the Flick on uh, on YouTube that's not there anymore, but we're sort of keeping it alive at the moment over at ChristyLemire.com as a podcast. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I am spending the rest of the year like you guys, hunkered down in front of the set and watching just one of these things after another. Nice. God bless you. Mm. God bless you. Thanks so much, man. This was the best. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll maybe we'll have you on by the end of the season. We still got a, a, a slew of these to do. So yeah, if you're not. watching, you may as well join us. <laughs> uh, you know, look if, if you don't, if New Year's Eve isn't booked, I'll, I'll do that very last one, and we can see this whole season out. Okay. I love it. I think it's a midnight's kiss now. Oh, they changed oh. the name. Oh. And it's with Carlos Peña. Peña Vega. Peña Vega. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sirs. 
Oh, what oh, a good time. What a, good time. Mm. what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, a couple of things real quick. First of all, like us on the uh, the socials. Please the, do that. The socials. The socials. The Instas, the Twitters, yeah. the Facebook. You That's where get... you're going to be able to find out first about our live show in Greenville, South Carolina right. on December 21st. That's right. Tickets go on sale December 3rd. You'll have the first option on those tickets. And we're only selling, I think they told us me, like 150 or 200 and we're done. And there's no more that, that are going to be available. There's going to be a mad rush. It's a it, mad rush. It's going to be a, just a, <laughs> a Monday morning or whatever it is. It's going to be like Jingle All the Way when they're going into the mall, except it's yeah, online. Except, so just and it's, there's no Sinbad. Sure. And I want to be upfront about that. Sinbad will not be at our event, our live event, Here's unfortunately. Here's to you, Dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, rate and review us on the iTunes. It has been so cool to continue to read the reviews um, <clears throat> and the ratings. And we're going to get there to 1,000 before we're you know close. it. Like, we're actually we're, around 700, yeah. which is unbelievable. So where were we? A thousand, a thousand by Thanksgiving. A thousand, thousand by Thursday before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> How about a, th- uh, a thousand by the thirty first? The ooh, ooh of December. Uh, oh, yeah, or January. No, we just kind of leave yeah, it. Yeah, up. Yeah. A thousand by the thirty first. We'll tell you the month. Then that's later. right. Uh, guys, I, I think that's it. Man, thanks for joining us. You can email us, us hello at deckthehallmark.com. We, we are getting. We this. are going to have an inbox episode at yeah. some point. Because we, we get a just ton, of, we get, and we can't respond to them all. We no, love and we also to have really so much try. free time. We're like, how can we do more episodes? And the yeah. other thing is, is we get a lot of people who recommend movies that we they think we would like or we would really hate. And so there's just right now not enough time, but we would love to get to them. And at if some you point. want a movie with a, 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 an actor who's Jewish in the movie, a Hallmark movie, Hitch for the Holidays, apparently, it, apparently is, is the, the movie. One. Joey they, Lawrence. Whoa! They, is in there. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't know what it's from. I, I love it. I love your whoa. It's, uh, it's Blossom. It was a TV show before you were born, Brandon, and it the guy, his famous catchphrase, it was legitimately whoa. a catchphrase whoa. show, and he would just go, whoa! I love it. Yeah. Love you gotta look it up right now. Maybe put it on the end of the year. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Kringles, Have a wonderful day. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.